Hi. How are you doing How today? How you doing? Oh. <laughs> Jinx. I'm doing good. My sister's in town. It's a nice, beautiful fall Sunday here. I love fall here. So it's like the leaves are orange and like it's starting to change, but it's really crisp and sunny. So it's a good day. How about mm-hmm. you? I am violently hungover for no reason because I had two <laughs> drinks. <laughs> but other than that, I'm good because even though I don't have a good, a real fall like Seattle does, the weather is t- changing and it's like cool and I wouldn't say crisp air, but it's crisp for San Diego. Like, you know, below 70 is crisp in San Diego. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So um, we have our cool air. It's like the first night in forever that I didn't that I had my covers on and a second blanket on. So, so I'm I'm loving the weather change here too. Even though I am <laughs> hungover today, it's like a good cozy day. I love that. Mm-hmm. Do you have any fun treats from the week? I do. Uh, one of my favorite treats of the week. I have two treats of the week. The first one is that I did dinner with my mom and my godmother last night for my birthday. And that was really fun. And the second treat is on Friday, Sean and I went to the beach and um, he surfed for like an hour. And I just journaled about, like did reflections from, you know, September and like who I was in September and what my favorite parts of September and what I didn't like about September. And then like goals and, um, you know, just plans for October And then after I did that, Sean got out and we went for a walk and it was just sunset and it was a low tide sunset. So basically like the beautiful colors in the sky was also like in the sand and like iridescent Mm. with the water. And it was just so beautiful. And we were talking about like our highs and lows of September. And both of us were like, honestly, this walk, (laughs) the walk was both one of our like favorite September memories. So that was really nice too. That's awesome. My treat of the week, I also have two treats of the week. One is like a literal treat. My favorite thing is pumpkin chocolate chip muffins. We made them every year when I was a kid and we are like very specific about we can't do it until it's like the first official day of fall. And so we like wait all year and I just, they're nostalgic for me. They're so yummy. I, I will eat them like every day for the next month. So I made pumpkin chocolate chip muffins this week for the first time. I made like a relatively clean batch. We use like maple syrup and um, almond milk and coconut oil. Like it was pretty good in terms of health. And they're just like freaking delicious. I absolutely love them. So that was my like literal treat. And then the other treat was that I went to the Mariners game on Friday. And it was super fun. We like happened to go because... It was the last game of the season. Kai and I are like not staying up with football or anything. So we didn't, I mean, baseball. (laughs) So we didn't really like know anything was happening. And we went and because of the way, like, I guess some other team lost, if they won the game that we went to, they were going to the playoffs for the first time since 2001. And so, yeah, literally they have not made it to the playoffs since 2001. So it's like been a 21 year drought and they won the game at the bottom of the very last inning with two strikes and two outs, the guy hit a home run like out of the park. And it was the coolest thing I have ever seen. It was so fun. The energy was insane. Like the entire stadium was completely full and it just like erupted. 
it was so fun. So I'm really happy that we went. It was very like last minute planning, but it was a really special Seattle moment and cool. It's like literally historical for the city of Seattle. So it was really cool to be there. So that was like a super treat. I know I saw everyone like posting about the game win and I was like, what's going on? Like, it's just a regular game. We're not even in the playoffs right now. What's yeah. happening? But that's so fun. Baseball is so hit or miss. <laughs> like, sometimes I go and I'm like, that game was so fun. Like I went mm-hmm. with my dad for Father's Day last year and I was like, I didn't even drink or eat any food because I was doing Whole30. And I was like, and it was amazing. We had the best time. And then yeah. sometimes I go and I'm like, okay, that was like fine. <laughs> like, yeah, like that was like sitting in a new setting, I guess. <laughs> totally. I feel like um, this game was literally the score was one to one and we had gotten there after they had scored both points and so there was literally nothing that happened until the very bottom of the last hit of the entire game but it was still so fun and I mean it was just fun because the stadium was full regardless like the energy was so high there like, even when nothing was going on. And honestly, we got there late, which was the move, because games are long, and I don't really care. And so we, like, walked around. I also found, oh, my God, third treat. I found Athletic <laughs> Brewing IPAs there, and those are my favorite. And I was, like, literally I was going in, and I was, like, if I could just find a good NA beer, I would have the best time tonight. And I found one. So another, a third treat of the week. It was a good week. That's so exciting. I know I'm I need to like do an order of these non-alcoholic beers and drinks for my sober October because I I just I don't know why having a mocktail or a non-alcoholic non-alcoholic beer makes it feel like you are drinking and you Literally, are part of the fun. Like no. it doesn't make it me feel left out at all. Totally. Trader Joe's has a really good stock. I think Trader Joe's has like the best stock of them and then Whole Foods has the Lagunitas hot water, which is so good. So those are my Whole Foods didn't have anything. And also, did you look in the beer section? Yeah, literally, I like combed the entire aisle, and I was like, okay, we're in La Jolla. Like Whole Foods in La Jolla should have non-alcoholic. Also, why aren't they? I'm surprised they aren't like pushing. Like I went to Whole Foods, and I know there's an NA wine there because I've seen it. And I was like mm-hmm. looking everywhere and it was, I finally found it was so hard to find, but I'm like literally sober October, like what a branding moment. Why are these brands not reaching out to Whole Foods and being like, Hey, put a fancy display for my <clears throat> bottle. Like so dumb. But anyway, do you have a good resource from this week? I just started House of Gold that you gave to me. <gasps> Yay. And so I'm really excited about it. This is my first venture for my 52 books in a year so i'm like calculating how many pages i need to read a day but i only picked it up yesterday and i feel like it was already like the beginning of of a book can feel like slow sometimes anyway but i was already like interested and invested Mm -hmm. and it didn't feel like i had to leave at a certain time so i couldn't just read until i you know, until I couldn't read anymore. So, but I didn't want to put it down. I was like, oh, like I'm bummed my alarm went off and then I have to get ready and go because I want to keep reading. So yeah. Yeah. That's my resource. And yours? I love that. I read that book and I was like, literally right when I started, I was like, Autumn would love this. So I I knew from the beginning that you would love it. I'm glad that you also are enjoying it from the beginning because it's a very (laughs) you book. Um, But 
my resource is like kind of, I don't know, it's a, it's a bend on the resource, but it's a good one. And if you haven't listened, I guess this, when this goes live, this will be last week's episode. So go listen to last week's episode with Nikki. Um, we kind of get into this, but I have been doing gratitude, but I'm so bad at doing them every day. Like I'm just bad at keeping up habits. And so I just, all I do is write six gratitudes in my journal. It can be at any time of the day. And I was like, how can I be more accountable? And I got Kai to start doing it with me. So now Kai does gratitude in his journal. And so we sit down in the morning when we eat breakfast and do our six gratitudes. And last week he was like, yeah, honestly, I think these work because I had a really good week at work. And like, I just was kind of like getting a bunch of like good calls and making a bunch of leads happen. And so I was like, yeah, manifestation mindset. But I didn't tell him that. And I didn't tell him that it was secretly me getting him to manifest good energy because he would be like, ooh, now it's spiritual woo-woo shit and I'm scared of it. So I was just like, we're just writing gratitude down, but you can trick your boyfriend into doing these things. So that's my resource. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a, I know ever since our episode with Nikki, I've been journaling too. And just like her emphasis on it, I'm like, you are right. I do need to have this in my life. Yeah. So um, that's a really good one. I like that one. Yeah, it was... It's cute. It's been a fun thing. And it's also, that's kind of what I've started doing is I'm like, I always try and make like a bare minimum for all of my habits. So I like do the bare minimum at least every day. And so Mm -hmm. my six gratitude is my bare minimum for journaling. And if I have more that I want to do, then I can. But if I don't, then I like, I still get to check the box of journaling if I just write my six gratitude down. So another good little hack. I know. I think that's my thing with journaling is sometimes I feel like it has to be pages and pages Mm -hmm. of whatever. And it's like, that's not the case. It could just be whatever comes to you that day, whatever you feel like. You can take it further if you want. Yeah. On that note, we can get into our episode. I'm excited about this one. Um, Autumn and I are going to be answering some questions from this really great article that everyone should check out. We'll link it in the show notes of questions you should ask yourself in your 20s and go through our answers together. So we're excited. I know. It's funny. I was, when I was looking at these this morning again, I was like, oh my gosh, we should, I, this should be a journal prompt. Like I should do one of these every day. Oh my day God, that's a really good idea. And just journal about it. That's a really good idea. Yeah, right? Like I think these questions, everyone should go and check them out. I think that it's, um, these are important things to like ask yourself in your 20s. Mm-hmm. Like these are the years of figuring out who you are and these questions kind of make you sit and think about like I don't know, like some of these things I don't think about on a daily basis and my opinion on them has probably changed since when I was 16. Yeah. Like thinking about them I'm like actually I have a different answer than I would maybe first think that my answer is off the bat. Or even if you're like, oh, I literally don't have an answer for that, it could be something that you lean into understanding like yeah. think about Or like we were talking about in our, you know, 25 bucket list episode, like, you know, there's different things that we want to look into in the next year. And I think some of those came up for me because I was looking through these questions and I was like, huh, I have an answer right now, but it's not like where it's, I don't feel as confident in it as I would like to. And so I want to kind of Mm -hmm. solidify my understanding of this thing. So I definitely think it's a great exercise and we're, these are like, You could write pages and pages, speaking of journaling, on each of these. Mm -hmm. So we're going to kind of give our, like, quick answers, synopsises. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, definitely check out the article because it's wonderful. Okay, so I will start. Autumn, 
If you could give one piece of advice to everyone in the world, what would it be? It would be to find stillness in like every day. I literally <laughs> whatever that, that looks like for you. <laughs> that is all I could ever in my life when I have been the most peaceful and content and like grateful, happy version of myself. It's when I prioritize stillness and that doesn't need to be meditation. For me, a lot of times my favorite version of stillness is going for a walk with nothing, like no music, no podcast, no nothing, just looking around and trying to find details that I don't normally look at. Uh, I think so, so it's, I don't know, there's so much like texture to the world and sometimes I think about like poems and I'm like, how are these writers so like making these crazy metaphors and just looking at life so differently. Like I don't look at it that way. Mm -hmm. So just trying to find like, I don't know, more complexity in the things that I maybe gloss over as like simple. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I, I think that that's the number one thing that I would recommend to everyone. It's especially with like how caught up in technology we are now Mm -hmm. and how go, go, go things are all the time. I think that, if you're going to stay sane in 2022, <laughs> you got to have like 10 minutes a day where you're just with yourself. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's it. <laughs> yeah. You should look into the book Sober Lush. I think it'd be really a fun read for mm-hmm. you for Sober October because it's all about like it's about sobriety and like romanticizing your life when you're sober. But it's from the lens of two authors who were really into like creative writing and they were frustrated with how they had to lean into alcohol like Hemingway was like a drunk like all of these people who were Mm -hmm. so such prolific writers are all alcoholics and so they talk about how they have found ways to like find the details of the world without like the numbness of alcohol but it it fits in well with the theme and I think while you're doing sober October it might be a good read because Mm -hmm. you're not going to be drinking and so you can start paying more attention to these things but I totally agree with that one that's shocking to me that a lot of writers are like drunks because I I feel like for me I'm like getting a buzz I don't want to do anything I like I just want to talk I, <laughs> I don't want to sit and stare and at a right. screen and write yeah. like people when they do like work lunches and they have a beer at work lunch mm-hmm. I'm like you're going back to work like I don't want to do anything yeah. after after <laughs> yeah so that's shocking to me but um for you your first question is work-life balance important to you yes it is so important to me and I think it's something that like I really consider and reconsider constantly as I'm navigating growing in my career I think it's one of those things that when you don't have a family and you don't have like you know kids and a husband and things where like you have kind of core priorities elsewhere it's so easy to get feel entirely committed to your job and feel like you owe your work something and like they you're kind of indebted to your employer and so I think I have noticed and I think that our generation is better about this because we're all remote hires so we feel less emotionally connected to our office but I have seen many people that I know and love and respect at work and also feel myself on some weeks slipping away into like feeling like my job is every single part of my identity. Like my success in my job Mm -hmm. is tied to how good or bad I feel about myself in a given week. Mm 
And I think it's really important to create work-life balance, but like also emotional distance between your ego and your identity and your career. And I think that's kind of a weird Mm -hmm. thing to navigate in your early 20s because I don't know, you have this weird, like, I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to build roots. I need to, like, put my all into this. And you don't need to. Like, it's okay to step back. And it's okay to, like, take a breath and be, put emotional space between yourself and the career that you're Mm -hmm. on. Yeah, I agree. And also, I feel like lately I've just been thinking, like, about working styles too Mm -hmm. like I think me and you both kind of have the mindset where it's like I'm gonna be the best and I'm gonna do whatever like whatever you need me to do I'm gonna stretch myself more and I'll do it for you like I'll bend over backwards to make sure we get whatever we need done and even more on top of that and now I'm finding like maybe that's not like working for me because like I haven't been promoted so (laughs) maybe I need to take like a work smarter not harder approach and Mm -hmm. kind of like just be more intentional with the way I'm working too. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think that like you don't have to give 250% of yourself to work. And most people don't, if you like look at people that you respect in their jobs too, like the VP in my, in my org, like she doesn't, you know, she's like, I take three hours off on Friday to get a massage every week. And that's a non-negotiable for me. And I'm like, you're like, like, I need to do that too. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that is such a good point. Like noticing who's taking space and who isn't. And also like who's getting rewarded for it. I think it's really, there is an overestimation on corporate world rewarding you for hard work. Like the corporate world rewards you for consistency and sticking around. And that's really it. Like Mm -hmm. you have to fight if you want to be rewarded for better work. If you do your job and you do it okay and make it through two years, you're probably going to get promoted. And so I think it's like important to recognize that like you don't need to always give it your all. And, um, I mean, don't. No, the other thing no, I was going to say is... I agree. It just sounds so bad when well, you no, say it, the, but, but like, I this agree. This is what I was going to say is <laughs> also there is a corporate culture expectation of like, well, you should be showing up to work networking events. You should, you know, come in person, dress nice, smiley face. Like there's a lot of things. And like, I really highly suggest everyone thinks critically about like, what are you getting paid for? And like, recognize that like that anything else is above expectation and like just Mm -hmm. being aware of that to take note of how much do I want to go above expectation like totally fine whatever your answer is but I think it's important to be critical of like how much of this is in my job description and how much of this is this expected culture of the office that I'm working in because those are two very different things and the reason this sounds so fucking bad is because corporate culture is so prolific like we are expected to give everything to our job and put everything under our career, especially in this age. And I think that that is like an unfair expectation. And one that when I talk to people who are older, like Rana, everyone go listen to Rana's episode. But one of the things she talks about is like, I regret working too much and working too hard because I didn't need to do that to get to where I was. And I lost so much in the process. And so I think it's important to be proactive instead of reactive with those things because I don't want to be 
30 or 40 and be like, wow, I lost my 20s because I thought that my job was going to reward me for being giving 200% when, you know, I didn't have to do that. 100% agree. That was a good one. I saw that and I was like, what is she going to say? And then <laughs> I think it's because like, I, really I mean, like I think answer. the answer alone is like, okay, yeah, obviously work life balance, but I am so passionate about this topic that yeah, no, I, that was good. I can, I can go off, but okay. Mm-hmm. Autumn, what is one thing you would change about yourself? This is like a double-edged sword. I, I would really like to minimize my anxiety and, I don't know, like, I think most people would be like, oh, I want to get rid of it as a whole. Like, I don't even know if I agree with that because I think that my anxiety, like, teaches me a lot and it's, like, made me a very, like, compassionate person and a good listener and a good friend. So I like a little bit of the anxiety in a weird way, but I don't like the extremes that it goes to. And sometimes I feel like, I don't know, when I... When I was like 16, I remember, and like younger, I just remember having periods of like very strong carefreeness, like nothing matters and you're like so happy and so present in the moment. And I feel like because of the extremes of my anxiety, I don't know if it's just that or if it's getting older, but like I can't get there anymore. Like that's an emotion that I like don't have anymore. And um so yeah, this is something that obviously I just want to continue working on because I've been at places where my anxiety is better or worse. But, but yeah, I think minimizing but not totally erasing my anxiety would is one thing that I would change about myself. Yeah, I feel like when it comes to mental health, probably a lot of people would say that similar about their like things. But I do love your point that it's like there are kind of advantageous points of like, you know, having stronger empathy, more self-awareness, whatever it is like. Um, I think it is part of like who, what shaped you into who you were. Uh, Mm -hmm. but I, I know what you mean. I think, yeah, (laughs) it'd be Mm -hmm. nice to not be on prescription antidepressants every single day, (laughs) but my depression made me stronger. (laughs) It'd be nice to have like a baby depression or like a baby anxiety, but like, we don't need like the full blown thing. We don't need like the panic attacks and like the full days that my depression takes me out. (laughs) I was telling my roommates, I was like, yeah, sometimes I'm like, my anxiety's not even bad at all. And then I remember that every time I get in the car, I envision myself like getting in a horrific accident Mm -hmm. and the headlines and my family crying at my funeral and I can't stop thinking about it. And I'm like, that is not normal. Like, but I'm like, my anxiety's so fine. When we were sitting at (laughs) Seafair and we're all like, wow, the planes, and we're all just like looking up happily. And you're like, all I can think is horrific Seafair accident kills hundreds. (laughs) Natalie was like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. Good stuff. Exactly that. <laughs> so it, it's a, it is a double-edged sword, though. <laughs> and also, it gives you personality. Yeah. That's who I am, baby. <laughs> it's <a> sparkle. <laughs> what is one part of your life that you miss and why? Mm, I was going to say drinking. I think it's a very, again, a double-edged sword, but I think it's important to recognize that there is a part of me that really misses the like carefree spirit of being in college and having like very few responsibilities and just being able to do whatever the fuck I want whenever I wanted. And like there 
I think that there's a part of me that had to kind of like I, I just saw a TikTok about it that I was like, yes, that's exactly how I feel. You know that TikTok sound from my favorite movie, Inside Out? <laughs> that's like, you did it. Go save Riley. And they like show the people who mm-hmm. got left behind. I feel like there's absolutely a part of me that got like completely left behind that I had to kind of like kill to become this like better evolved version of myself. And absolutely i like mourn that loss and i think through like there are times where i'm like it would be really fun if i could just like go out and black out and like take shots and go to bars until four in the morning and like let everything go but at the same time i recognize that my i'm living my best life right now and that life doesn't have space for those things anymore and so mm-hmm. it's just kind of like a reprioritization and recognizing that like yes I I am very happy with my decision to drink less and really change my relationship with alcohol but there's totally part of me that like misses it and feels like damn it'd be nice to be carefree Jordan who was just gave mm-hmm. not a single fuck in the world about literally anything <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like we talked about this with with Nikki because her relationship with drinking is actually really similar mm-hmm. to yours I feel yeah. like do you feel like there's a part of you that is like scared to have a drink do you think I like do you think that having a drink or two is in your future or are you kind of like I think it's like an all or nothing type of thing no I do I do think that I like actually have been thinking about it a lot recently of like how I want to introduce alcohol back into my life and like when and um but, like, the the difference will be, like, a drink or two. And I think the thing that I kind mm-hmm. of miss is the, like, n- no fucking boundaries <laughs> Jordan. And so I think that, yes, but, like, it'll never be the same. Um, and there's, like I've said, a million good things that have come out of that Jordan dying and being left behind. But, no, but I agree. I, I, like, 100% resonate with that because I, I can't even – First of all, my body doesn't even let me get to that place anymore. I just like throw up. Yeah. It's not even fun <laughs> to go there anymore. So that's the first that's the first thing. But second of all, I agree because I was telling my therapist a while ago, like, I feel like I'm stuck in between of like feeling like I'm a thirty year old, like married mom with kids who like yes. doesn't do anything and feeling like I should be more fun. Like I'm twenty four. Like mm-hmm. I should be crazy. Like I should be out here doing in the streets being crazy. The I don't streets. know. Like we we're I, out here in the streets, no limits. Yeah. So like I feral. Feel like yeah, like I'm part of me is like, I should I be feral? Like, am I too serious? Am I not fun enough? Like yeah. it's such a weird thing, but then I'm like, I don't I don't know how I don't get the same like enjoyment from doing that anymore. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. Like I couldn't even get there if I wanted to, but a part of me misses that too. But I don't think, I don't know. It's so, it's very it's like, so, like bittersweet. Um, what's it called? It's almost like nostalgic. Like that's kind of the feeling mm-hmm. of like, and I think a lot of people, regardless of like, I obviously kind of went an extreme route, but it's, it's how a lot of people feel about college. It's like, yeah, I was burnt out of frat parties every single weekend, but, like, it also was so fun to be, like, I have three days of classes, and then my friends and I are going to do whatever we want for four days straight and, like, have a miserable hungover day on the couch, but all together, and we're going to watch Bachelor and, like, get snacks. Like, it's, like, 
there are so many things that were fun and amazing and beneficial about that time that mm-hmm. are just I'm like I yeah I miss it I don't need it in my life right now but like it sucks that I don't get to have it in my life so yeah I think it's it's mm-hmm. recognizing the like I mean I, I obviously I'm posting sober content all the time and so I kind of feel like I constantly have to be like it's amazing and like I don't want to sugarcoat and like it, it is really great but I also think it's very important for me to recognize both sides of the of the coin mm-hmm. um okay but on a no- the same note as your previous question what is one thing that you would never change about yourself I I don't I think something that I love about myself is I have like a very grounded um like peaceful energy to me mm-hmm. and I think that's one thing that I attract a lot of chaotic friends who need it <laughs> because <laughs> because I've literally like even though I'm not a therapist I'm like an emotional support animal you're like because a rock of that. like and I'm yeah. like a, and, a lost and it's enemy. funny because I don't I don't even know I don't even know if I would be able to change this about myself because I don't know how I do it or why but literally every friend in my entire life has always said that I bring like a peaceful energy and just like a good serene vibe and I love that about myself like mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite compliments to receive it just it feels but then it's also like on the other side where it's like okay well, I'm not maybe I'm not like the fun friend but I am the friend who will make you feel really good you also <laughs> like... are the fun friend, so don't worry <laughs> I my roommates lately they've they've been like you've been funny lately and I'm like what does that mean <laughs> they're like you've been so funny lately like you've been cracking us up and I'm like have I changed? Like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm happy I've been funny lately. But You're like, was I... not funny before? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, I feel like I've always kind of been funny. You just have to, like, listen for it. You just I agree. have to open your ears. <laughs> like, I'm definitely not the loudest one in the room, but no. I couldn't be the loudest one in the room if I'm going to be the serene yeah. rock if you're, if to your besties hold are you. The loudest ones in the room. <laughs> in, in a weird way, that's something I struggle with feeling like not seen or heard but I'm like the people that do see me are like very dear and mm-hmm. near to me and they really and like appreciate that. it but I'm definitely yeah like off the first impression you might be like eh, whatever that girl's <laughs> whoever and eh, that girl's like a five <laughs> she's like middle of the you road just, you whatever. just gotta give me a chance <laughs> I was drawn to you immediately so but yeah, your friends are all fucking crazy. You you're it. like besties, <laughs> like your historical besties. Cami, shout out. We are fucking crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and she and I have talked about you it all are. the time. Like, yeah, we are crazy. And we can do without you. We would be like spinning off. I don't know what. I, I literally don't think I would have made it out of college alive if I didn't have you. So I am very grateful like. for your grounding presence. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's one thing I would have changed about myself. Good. Don't, but don't it, change it. It's a, yeah, <laughs> I don't know how I would, but, um, for you, do you think that conformity is a good thing or a bad mm. thing? I think both. I think it's very important <laughs> to find like a clan. And I think as human, like creatures, there has to be some level of similarity and like conformity to be a part of a clan i literally hate people who are like the type of people who are like i 
hate doing this thing just because other people do this thing. Like, that drives me insane. Kai does it sometimes. Like, he just, like, loves to be a hater. And I'm like, oh, my God, just admit that this thing is good. Like, it's fine. It's fine that we all like pumpkin spice lattes in the fall. It is not that big of a deal. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, I'm sorry. They're fucking good. Stop hating on me. And like, oh, you're so basic. It's like, sure. I'm glad everyone else is enjoying these, too, because these are delicious. (laughs) So, like, there's Mm -hmm. some level of conformity that's very important. But I also think similar to, like, my work philosophy it's really important to be critical of the things and systems you're a part of and like being aware of who you're letting into your life and into your energy space, like recognizing, okay, is this like what I want to be conforming to? Is this the group that I want to be tied to? Is this the energy like I want in my life all the time? Um, I feel like I'm in my like, my like filter era like I'm just like been really concise about I mean even like with my shit I'm like going through all of my clothes and getting rid of everything because I'm just trying to be concise Mm -hmm. about like I have limited energy and these are the people I want to give it to and I think yeah like it's important to recognize like you're naturally going to conform so the people around you need to be like Mm -hmm. who you want to be conforming to um so yeah that's my that's my answer yeah I think people gloss over that one saying that's like you become the average of the five people that you hang out with the most Mm -hmm. and um I think that's like something that's really important to to take into account and to just think about like who are you conforming to be with but also yeah like let's not fucking hate on anyone for conforming for like fun easy things like why am I embarrassed to say that Taylor Swift is my favorite fucking artist like that's a fact. She's a lyrical genius. She's really and I love fucking her. good. Like, and I don't care. I think yeah, she's amazing, and I love it. No, and <laughs> I can confidently say that the only reason I ever didn't like Taylor Swift is because I was trying to be cool. Like, period. Mm-hmm. The end. I was like, I don't like Taylor Swift because I'm a cool girl, and like, I'm not like other girls, mm-hmm. which is gross. I hate that. I'm like mm-hmm. every other girl. I am fucking the same. <laughs> we are all the same. We're all the same. Like. We're all literally, and we're all the same, and that's what helps me be empathetic towards people because I'm like, we're all the same. You just like had a crazy childhood or whatever yeah. that made you believe these things. Like, I yeah. I've just like switched my energy to not be hateful towards people that have like other opinions than me because mm-hmm. I'm like, I think that if you were raised the same way I was raised, you'd probably think the same thing as I do, but like, yeah. you were not, and that's you can't help that. Like, that's not a product of of your design I don't know so so yes conformity is good and bad Mm -hmm. and it's just important to be critical and intentional intentionality about where where you're conforming yeah exactly intentional I feel like has been the word of like year my my 20s like or yeah maybe it's this year like the prefrontal cortex like is like it's time to be intentional (laughs) we finally like have the capability of being intentional I feel I literally think that I can, like, feel it in my head, you know? Like, getting harder. <laughs> like, like, I, and maybe it's my headache when I'm hungover right now, but I <laughs> feel it. <laughs> like, my brain's working right Whatever now. Whatever it's doing, it's working hard and I can feel it. That's amazing. Well, if time and money were no object, what would you be doing with your life? Well, first, I would travel literally everywhere that I want to go and I would just soak up all of the history and the culture Mm. 
and I would start with Europe because I'm obsessed with like European history, especially Victorian era and Elizabethan era, Elizabethan era, because I just like I I don't know, I'm just obsessed with like royalty and all mm-hmm. of their social dynamics, so I love it. So I would start with Europe and I would just travel the whole world and soak up all the information that I could. I just love learning and like experiencing other people's way of life and cultures is just so fascinating to me. So that's what I would do first. And after I travel the whole world, then I would have a farm in the middle of nowhere, but like middle of nowhere enough to where I could go to a city like an hour away, but I don't need to go there a lot. And I'd have a lot of land in Mm -hmm. every animal that I like. And We'd have farm hands, and I would, I, I'd like, t- I would homeschool my children. Vegetables. Like I would just be like, yeah, like I would just be the best homemaker, and little hippie fairy in nature. That's what yeah. I do. Yeah. And the podcast is gonna get me there. Yeah. <laughs> Ditto. I catch us on our fucking ranch. We will be there. Mm-hmm. We will be working the land. <laughs> No, I agree. Farm work is hard work. Travel <laughs> and building my own little farm is all is all I want in this sweet life of ours. Do you think that people can change or that they are just who they are? Um, I so strongly believe that people can change. Um, I don't think that... I've actually was talking to someone about this recently. I think... We'll start with my point and then we'll get into why how to apply it to your life but mainly I think people can change I have found that you can literally just pretend to be someone else and then all of a sudden eventually if you pretend long enough you become that person like I think I changed my life entirely when I changed my relationship with alcohol and like the person I was within two months was completely different than the person I was two months prior and so I think there's a lot that can be a very hopeful thing if you're like in a dark place or like a you literally just have to act differently and do different things and pretend like literally pay, play pretend with the person that you want to be and you'll just become that person um and i think when it comes to like recognizing other people being able to change yes everyone can change everyone can like become a better human i don't think that that means that like unlimited forgiveness is granted I also think it's important to recognize that it's not your job to stick around while someone changes. And that has been a big like learning experience for me in my 20s that I can both recognize like, yes, you like need to grow into something and you may be harming me because you are needing to grow into a space. And as much as I want to see you through in that journey, I can't or I won't and I don't need to. And so I think that's been a big thing of like, okay, like I know you can become this better version, but I'm not going to stick around for you to continue hurting me in this like past version of yourself. And that's Mm -hmm. been really important. And recently with just like my, you know, relationships and looking around and like I said, I'm in my filter era. And so I think it's been very Mm -hmm. important to me to recognize like, okay, I see where you are growing and I will absolutely stand by your side when you get there, but I need some space for the time being. Also, like, learning to love people from a distance. Like, yeah. we all go through different, we all go through different seasons of life and I think that some, some friendships are there for one season and maybe it'll go away for a few, but then it'll make a comeback. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I think we're going to see that a lot more when people start like getting married and having kids because it just like very much changes relationships because you're just in such different places in life. In terms of dating though, people can change, but you should not force someone to change. Mm. Like mm-hmm. people change on their own terms. Yeah, 100%. And you can hold someone's hand if that's what you want to do, but forcing someone to change and like forcing a relationship to make to try to make it work like that's never gonna happen it has to be organic yeah and if you keep trying to change someone so much like clearly you maybe just don't actually like them yeah (laughs) so yeah like if you are liking the potential of them you aren't liking them and that's not Mm -hmm. fair to you and it's not fair to them and i think same it's for friends and oh i was gonna say i feel like you and i are good understanders of seasons of friends because we've moved a lot and so I have a lot of friends who I've been who are very important to me but they go in and out of my life for very extended periods of time because I have different Mm -hmm. homes and I'm in different homes for like extended periods of time and so I think like I mean a lot of my Seattle friends I literally like moved away for so many years like 10 years Mm -hmm. and then came back and started becoming really really good friends with them again from a friendship that started in fifth grade and then like had no touch points from then on. So there's totally, I don't think, I don't think any sort of like relationship ending necessarily means that it's permanent. It's just in the season. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not in season. (laughs) That relationship Mm -hmm. is not in season. If it is needs a reboot, it needs a reboot. (laughs) Uh This is the one we will end on and it'll be a good question for both of us to answer. So you can start autumn. It's the year 2040. Where are you? Okay. So that's 18 years from now. Mm-hmm. So hopefully in 18 years, I have a little property. Maybe it's not my full-blown ranch that I've been dreaming of forever, but maybe it's the start of something. Mm-hmm. I have some little babies running around. They're probably not babies. They're probably actually like teenagers. And which is weird. Weird. <laughs> They're probably like 10 or 12. I don't yeah, know. Whoa. I have some babies and and we have our farm and we travel together because I want to start traveling with them young. I just need to be able to afford that. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, I, I would love to live closer to like to you and like with Camille. I would love my, my people to be living in the same yeah. city. So hopefully we could make that happen, whether, you know, I move to Hawaii or... I moved to Hawaii is probably the only option. <laughs> uh, you will. But um but yeah, I would love to be closer to you and um and we're still doing our podcast in eighteen years. And yes. It's just it's not about navigating your twenties, it's about being a fucking mom being and like 40? the weirdness about that. Yeah, like it's about being forty. <laughs> like Whoa. <laughs> And maybe we have like podcast tours. I don't know. Maybe we're like on maybe Joe we're Rogan. Maybe like we're, we're on the Skinny Hump. Yeah, maybe <laughs> we're famous. But um, in 2040, I just I want my little property. I want to be with my people, mm-hmm. which is what I want now. So I think it's just what I want now, but on a little bit grander of a scale, and like having more financial comfortability to mm-hmm. to do those things. I like it, and like freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like financial, more financial freedom. Maybe not complete by in, in in eighteen years, but like on our way, a lot, a lot closer than where I am now. 
I always tell Kai, like, whenever, I don't know when, when this comes up, like, he, like, loves, like, accounting the cost of things. And so he's always like, oh, mm-hmm. shit, like, kids would be so expensive or whatever. Like, that's, like, a very like, rudimentary example. But he's like, oh, shit, if you had twins, like, college is twice as much. And I tell him, I'm like, no, I don't say those things because my future self will not be worried about money. Like, this is me manifesting. And by not being mm-hmm. concerned about, like, literally future expenses that are, we do not have children. <laughs> like, there are no mm-hmm. kids in the future. <laughs> And so I'm, that's like part of my, my, my manifesting financial freedom is I'm like, no, it won't be an issue for me because at that point in time, I will be balling. Um, so mm-hmm. one of the things that I always say that about is that in 2040, I want to be able to fly first class everywhere I go. <laughs> so that's Ooh, a very that's specific a one. one. But I mm-hmm. do. And I want like I want to be able to travel with my kids first class for like the ease and the comfort. And I really love Lauren and Michael's philosophy on parenting from the skinny confidential. They say I bringing my kid into my life. They are not like taking over my life. And so they do all the same shit they would have done before just with Zaza. Anyway, kind of a side note, but I'm thinking of financial freedom. So that's one of my things. I would be flying first class everywhere that I go um also be on a ranch i would also have children when you said i would have a little you said property but i thought you were gonna say a little pack of children and i was like damn how many kids are you having no i I don't think that many (laughs) i don't don't think (laughs) but the psychic told me five which is shocking so there's a mercer island psychic that i want to go to um but i could see you having like a bunch of kids (laughs) because <laughs> it's because it's i've like seen you with your brother so i just like it fits i'm just terrified to like be pregnant like all but of maybe that i'll do it once and you'll me. be like wait that was so fun and i was so good at it and then you'll be like i'm gonna <laughs> pop out seven more i know my mom loved being pregnant so i hope that for me oh i hope that for me like my when i am ready to be pregnant and have kids it's just like this maternal instinct that kicks in and I'm like this is what my body is made to do and I feel confident in it but right now I'm like kind of feel suffocating sometimes I think about having kids and I'm like oh I want a baby right now and then like the other part of the time I'm like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) so that's where I'm at with having kids which is also not what we're talking about right now but that's like a 20s that's like a 20s mindset um yeah I would say like we could have kids in like four years like horrifying we were like we were I could barely keep myself alive <laughs> a year ago. <laughs> so but um oh yeah, I feel like our lives pretty similar. Same vibes. The thing that I will add mm-hmm. is yes, absolutely podcast success, but I also want to start my own business and like have it be yes. like I want to be like girl bossing my way through financial independence and being a serial entrepreneur. Oh, yes. I forgot that I want to get my doctorate still, regardless. Yeah, that's so a good one. I feel like I'll have my doctorate and hopefully my own therapy practice because that's oh. my, like, I think I meant to do that. I have been thinking about, I've been called to that a lot recently. And I. To being a therapist? Yeah, to going back to get my master's in psychology. I've just been, I don't know why. It's been, it's been coming to me. But. Um, I know. I feel the same. I was like, oh my God. I think I was with you and I was like, yeah, I really want to like eventually it's, it's a good mom job because you can like build your own schedule. 
So I was like, mm, that would be nice. And then on top of that, I really want to do horseback riding lessons. And I think Olivia Heading was like, you could do horse therapy. Like, that's a real thing. And I was like, oh, my God, that is a real thing. So maybe I'll be doing that well, also, in, in 18 years. I'm trying out for this, like, heels, like, dance team. <gasps> but also to be on the team, you have to, like, work for the company and, like, train to be an instructor. Ooh. So I might become an instructor because I had, like, a lesson with him on Saturday and I was asking about it and he was like you would be an amazing teacher and bring such a fun energy and attract a really fun crowd and I think you should definitely look into it and I was like okay so yeah I could be a therapist slash dance instructor that'd be fucking fun okay Mm -hmm. I love our dream lives what a good up note to end on Mm -hmm. um oh yeah this was so fun and definitely everyone go check out the article and answer these questions for yourself and I totally am gonna steal your idea autumn and journal my way through each of these questions because I want to go more in depth on all of them because it's important to know it's important to have a good understanding Mm -hmm. of what these things mean to you Mm -hmm. alrighty bye bye see you next week bye